0: Friends, my name is Mike Shragge, and I'm here in Joplin, Missouri, with GMPI, Good News Productions International, where I get to serve as president, and also get to serve as kind of the MC, if you will, of this little program that some on our team are putting together called Faith greater than fear. You know, we're in very unprecedented times, and yet we wanna see how God is using very normal people, very common families in uncommonly great ways. And so we've been having these great conversations with uh, family members, parents, entrepreneurs, pastors, teachers, and today we've got a lady who kinda does a lot of that. She uh, is Catherine Tucker, and she's from Northwest Arkansas. Hi, Catherine. Well, we're glad to have you here on our show today. We wanted to just, uh, in this episode of Faith Greater Than Fear, have you tell us a little about your family, what's going on under the tucker roof right now.
1: Yeah, so I'm a mom of three. I have a four-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And I also am the early childhood director at Prairie Grove Christian Church.
0: And so let's talk first about being the wife and the mommy uh, because i know uh, you've got your husband there that has to work out of the home and how does that work with you being a mom and and probably teacher now as well
1: yeah so uh like all the other schools around the nation our schools are all shut down and the kids are all at home so all three of their schools are shut down so we are doing what i call crisis schooling Uh, it's not really a homeschool or public school but a mix of both uh, so my husband has been working from our bedroom slash office and he's kind of in there just all day long on video conference calls and then me and the kids have kind of taken over the kitchen as far as homeschool goes and doing third grade fifth grade and pre-kindergarten classes so we wow. had so, to go through
0: a so you probably have hit quite a quite a rhythm, quite a schedule. Tell us your schedule a little bit, if you don't mind. Not getting super personal, but just how you manage the the day as it looks like, because they can kind of be on top of one another.
1: (laughs) So we wake up and eat breakfast. And after we do that, we usually try to do some kind of Bible study, uh, getting into God's word. And then after that, the kids have been trying to pick one individual or family that they want to pray for. And so we pray for them and then we've been writing letters or in my four-year-old's case, he's been drawing pictures, and we've been putting him in the mail and sending him snail mail to people, just letting them know that we are thinking of them and care for them. And then from there, we start school, and we all jump on and do school in the morning. Occasionally, I have to step into the other room and do a Zoom staff meeting on my own through my work, and then step back into helping them with school and usually end about lunchtime, and at that point, we have tried to really pick one thing each day that we can kind of have as our highlight, so to speak, and so we try to do things like an outside picnic in our backyard, uh, flying kites, going fishing, hiking, uh, just fun things that we can look forward to throughout the day so that even though we're social distancing, uh, we can still be creating some fun, fun family memories.
0: And you know the, the whole term social distancing is really kind of a misnomer, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're human beings. We, we want to socialize. We want to be with people. And so like you said, you're doing this kind of closed thing under the tucker roof with uh, the uh, immediate family, but then getting out and enjoying nature. You're still socializing still as a, as a little unit. But really enjoying God's creation, enjoying one another, getting some outside air, and getting just uh, some reflective time as well. So I like that. And I like the fact that you talked about how you started your day. Um, that's awesome, you know, grounded on rhythm, grounded on God's word, and then getting into the actual academics on the kids' side of things. And then also reaching out. I had one of our. Uh, Uh, interviewees the other day, President Matt Proctor, was talking about how he says that, you know, we need to exercise our heart. One of those ways is, like you said, writing letters, sending an email, a text or something that your heart reaches out to somebody else's heart. Talking about now what you do heart to heart with the kiddos and everything, let's shift a little bit and tell me how the Catherine as part of the staff. The Prairie Girl Christian Church, how is that working out when you got to step in the other room and do Zoom calls and manage? Tell me, tell us what, what you do uh, at the church and how you're doing that online now in your pivot.
1: Yeah, so my role has changed a lot since we've had to do social distancing. I go into the church and do my lessons through video now for my preschoolers. And then we're using social media as our platform to connect with parents and preschoolers posting the videos. And then also still using a lot of email and texting personally, the families in our ministry, and also the volunteers, just to stay socially connected, even though there's social distance there. And still doing a lot with uh, staff meetings through uh, Zoom. Our staff has been trying to do a lot of video devotional for our congregation, obviously online church, like most of the churches now. Uh, We've done blood drives as a church to try to help the community and reach out and different things like that. So my job's definitely changed a lot, but there's still a lot you can do to reach out to the community.
0: What does uh, a a new visitor to church that you've had recently, any comments from them? Are they saying, oh, it's more difficult or, uh, man, I like this new innovative way or uh, how are you helping the ones that are going, I'm, I'm needing some help. What are you giving them? Other uh, websites, uh, more social interaction by texting? What do, What are you doing to reach out those that are just uh, stay on the margins?
1: Uh, well, through email, I think has been working really well or just texting and touching base saying, hey, we're thinking about you guys. What do you need? Uh, If a family responds saying, yeah, my kid's really, really struggling with grief right now or really struggling with wanting to be at church and missing that, and I don't know how to explain it to a four-year-old, then just trying to give them the information that they need. We uh, at our church really like the Orange curriculum that already does a lot with partnering with parents at home and the church and how you work together to have that spiritual influence. And so they've provided so much. They've gone above and beyond in providing a curriculum for online use right now and different things of how you talk a child through grieving or how you talk a child through crisis and things like that. So it's been really good.
0: And again, let's put a plug in. You're saying it's the Orange Curriculum? Yes. And so um, there's lots of good stuff out there, but we're always looking, aren't we, Catherine, for more resources. What do other people think works? So so we've talked about you as a mom and teacher of your children and uh, staff member uh, there at Prairie Grove Christian Church. Can you talk just a little bit how how you and your husband kind of deal with uh, your roles and his role? Because you talked about him being there and working a lot remotely as well how do you help monitor that with the kids and how do you do that with uh, mealtime and so forth? Give us a little insights to what you figured out as a good rhythm.
1: Yeah, well I think the best rhythm is to try to make sure that we're all waking up and having breakfast together before he has to start his regular day. And then from there, touching base with him and saying, hey, when are your conference calls? What time's a good time for lunch so you can join us? And so him saying, hey, my lunch today is from 12 to one. So we kind of work our, our school around that and stop when we know he can have lunch with us. And we all stop as a family and eat lunch together. And then again, for dinner, we wait to find out when his last meeting of the day is so that he can then join us for dinner as well. And we still try to stick with the same thing that we've always done at dinner time is talking about everybody goes around and shares their highs and their lows for the day. And the funny thing is, most of the time, the kids now, they say, oh, the whole day was a high. It was all good, which is kind of fun to hear.
0: Well, on the kids, great on the rhythm with, with dad and, and uh, hubby there in that regard. With the kids, what would you say are some of the new discoveries, uh, since every day is a good and is a high, what would you say are those high marks with, with the kids now that they're in this season of learning under mom? and dad's tutelies so to speak what do they know it is the high
1: i think mostly just that um that they've just enjoyed playing outside together jumping on the trampoline going on family walks Uh, we've been doing a lot of family game time. And so they really look forward to playing Uno or Skippo or things like that. So I think it's just that they enjoy the, the time that we're having together as a family so much more than when we weren't social distancing and you're dividing and conquering to basketball practice and to glee club practice and all your extracurricular activities. But now those are gone and it's just our family and they've really been enjoying that.
0: You know, you, you allude to how life was, and uh, you know, I saw a bumper sticker once that said uh, on the mom's car and said, if I'm a stay-at-home mom, why am I always in this vehicle? And uh, our schedules normally are with young parents like yourself, with children that are active in all kinds of programs. There's a lot of go, go, go. And that has really changed for a season. And so, in our closing moments here, Catherine, what would you say are some lessons that if you're talking to a mom, talking to a wife, uh, uh, talking to someone who's got some children that she's having to teach right now, what are some insights you'd just say, hey, these are some things uh, my husband and I are learning, my kids and I are learning that I just want to share with you guys as I kind of finish up this episode of uh, Faith Greater Than Fear. What would you tell them?
1: Well, I think we've learned a lot. I think the biggest thing is when you're a parent, you know that you've got a lot of little ones looking to you to see how you're going to react in a hard situation. And so me and Mike have just held on to the verse from John 16, where it talks about you will have trouble in this world, but take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And so we've really just tried to step back and explain to the kids that we have a faith in Jesus Christ and now is the time that we use it that we hold on to God's teaching. And so we've done that through, as a family, trying to show the kids how you just rest in God's presence and how you seek God. And I think when you're seeking God, that's where you're going to find his peace that Paul talks about in Acts 4, 7, the peace that transcends all understanding. And so I think we've really been landing on just resting in his peace, Another thing is really trying to see God's perspective in all of the uncertainties right now and during this pandemic. And just, we've done that in three different ways, really. uh, Through trying to worship individually and as a family, trying to worship God. Also, trying to study God's word, like we mentioned doing in the mornings. And then looking beyond ourselves and loving those around us in the community. And we mentioned doing the letters in the mornings. But uh, another way we've been doing that is just going on family walks and checking on all of the elderly in the neighborhood. We just ring the doorbell and say, Hey, how are you? Uh, You need anything? And they usually look forward to that. I think delivering cookies to people that we know just lost their jobs or just doing things that we can't outside ourselves. And I think we as a family have just been overwhelmed by the fact that we have found such contentment and such gratitude in doing those things. And I think when you're looking in God's word and you're studying and holding on to his promises, knowing that God created you, that God loves you, he's with you, he's for you, when you're holding on to those promises, no matter what circumstances you go in, you still have the joy of Jesus Christ. and. We've shared with our kids that even in Acts 16, you know, Paul went through a really hard time, and him and Silas have just been arrested and thrown into jail, and they have no idea what's coming next, but yet it's the middle of the night, and they joyfully are worshiping God, and I think if you can joyfully worship God in those circumstances, you can joyfully worship Him anywhere, so I think we've really just been trying to hold on to His joy, too. And the other thing I was going to point out uh, was that in Psalms 27, 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say in the Lord. And I think when you wait in the Lord and you confidently are showing him that you expect that he is going to show up in greater ways than you can even imagine. uh, That's what we've been telling our kids. So we've been confidently waiting in him. We've been seeking the joy of Jesus Christ. And we've been just finding gratitude and contentment in looking at his perspective and peace in resting in him. So those are kind of the few main highlights of what me and Mike and our family have discovered through walking through this process.
0: Wow. Catherine, that uh, won't say any more. That was well said. And uh, I hope you caught it, friends, uh, from Catherine Tucker. and. I want to tell you at one point, you know, she talked about the fact that one of the little exercises they do is write notes. Well, I can attest to you that they do write notes because just yesterday I received some notes from her kids because they happen to be my grandchildren and Catherine is my daughter. So for those of you who heard some fabulous words from a fabulous daughter and wife and mother and staff member and follower of Jesus Christ, Catherine Tucker, we really appreciate you just taking time out of your very busy day that's very full uh to share with us some truths and some insights that i really know the rest of our audience is going to going to uh to glean from and cherish so i want to tell you uh, audience that uh, you can always listen to Catherine and to others as well by jumping on our website or on social media and again the webisodes are just called simply uh faith greater than fear and if you like them tell others about them and share them and so forth. So from us in Joplin to Northwest Arkansas, Katherine Tucker, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I got to come and talk. Thank you.
0: And have a great day, all of you who've listened. Bye bye.